I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Oh. I think most songs should end with uh, one person going a little bit f- longer than everybody else and then, and then realising and then going, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think that could be a new style of music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the I was, sorry, I was really immersed in my work oh, man. style of music. Mm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's how I want my life to be uh, yeah. in everything. Absolutely. And well, look, and by the way, that's what I consider as my work. I feel like the real work that we do in this podcast uh, happens at the beginning and at the end, and everything else is just filler. <laughs> what I really want to do is just be a, is just be a like a traveling beatboxer. Yeah, you know? using it to launch your beatbox career. Absolutely, go around from town to town with a briefcase, open it up. There's a mic in there and a little amplification system, and I set it up in the town square. And then all the all the townspeople coming around, and they they they, they coming around. And they, they're you know, coming around. They're, you're bringing your beats yeah, from town to town. And they're carrying hay bales on their on their backs, and they're riding brown bicycles. And uh, it's, it's always exciting when someone comes up with a new beat, and somebody's got a new beat. Yeah, you know, for their for their oh, tunes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, so it is. You know, there is a there is a humorous concept behind the idea of a traveling beat man. Yeah, absolutely. And he's bringing oh. the latest beats from the city. Oh yeah. You know, to some sort of far flung. Regional centre. Oh, you know who was here last week? Timberland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bringing his beats. Bringing oh. his beats down to the town. It's almost, a, it's a shame that, I mean, I, like I've never looked at the history of beatboxing, but that I wonder whether there were, there were sort of like, you know, pre-19th century beatboxers that travelled around. There were definitely troubadours. But I don't know if they, uh, but, yeah, if they were noted for their beats. No. It was more for their lilting melodies and their ability That's with true. the mandolin. And plus, I guess it's difficult to mimic uh, drum machines and drums when drums don't <laughs> exist. What's better than eating a mandolin? <laughs> What's better? Eating a mandolin. Oh <laughs> uh, no! I just, I just, uh, <laughs> I just got that. What's better than eating a mandolin? <laughs> Although <laughs> not eating a mandolin, so, but th- there could have been guys who, who were mimicked, uh, like the instruments of the time. Yeah, you know, guys who would go around and play, going like, "All right, uh, I'm going to play you guys a song. I'm a traveling <laughs> uh, harpsichord imitator." <laughs> yeah, and he could just do it all with his yeah. mouth. It's amazing how he could create the planking, high pitched <laughs> irritation of a harpsichord. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I don't know if there's necessarily just a sketch in just that itself. I mean, or, or you could do a history of beatboxing. Uh, I, I, I still, I, I like just the idea of a, a guy bringing his his beats to a town. The latest beats. Yeah, the yeah, latest that would beats. Be nice. You know, and yeah. he, 
Oh, I could see that getting a million views. Mm. Right? Guy goes into a town. And it's like just everybody's dressed up in gray, in like in gray and brown, right? Brown. Though even though those two colors don't go very well together, it's the gray and brown town. But don't you find gray and brown? They don't go well together, but they kind of they're they're, they're of a certain type of thing. Like they kind of represent poverty and yeah. and, and bleakness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the colors of bleakness. The colors of bleakness, even if they don't match. But that's 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 part of the bleakness of it. Is yeah. that, they, that that they're incompatible? They really tied up there. <laughs> that's true, right? Not only when your, your your life is bleak, not only can you not afford good colors, but also you can't even afford like good combinations of bad colors. No, like yeah. even coordinating is is outside of your. You'd, you'd yeah. think that coordination would be free. You'd think you like, yeah. but no. There's a certain like, there's the poverty threshold, and then there's the color coordination threshold, yeah. and they're at about the same level. <laughs> you know, we've been living below the color coordination threshold yeah. for uh, for some time. <laughs> <laughs> That's really fun. Um, so I don't okay. think they call it. They don't call it the poverty threshold. By the way, it's the poverty line. The I poverty, just realized yeah. that. It's fine. It's not a threshold. I don't know if they could afford a threshold. They can't afford a threshold. <laughs> what is thresh? Is this thresh something? Well, yeah, because you, you can thresh wheat. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Um, which is to separate, I think, like the 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 grain from the husk or something is yeah, threshing, right? Or maybe the husk from the stem or something like that. But the threshold is often is referred like is. Is uh, it used to be like the line at the front of the house or something like the threshold would be. Yeah, right. But maybe that that came from back in the day. Maybe there was like a barn, right? Yep. And you would be doing threshing in the barn. Maybe you would put like a little bit of wood across the door to stop bits of grain from sneaking out of the door of the barn. Yeah. And I reckon maybe that was the threshold to hold in the threshing. Oh, that's what you'd want. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. There you go. That's the origin of the word threshold. Maybe. Improvised. Speculative. <laughs> Speculative entomology. Entomology? Etymology. Etymology, I think. Which one's the insects? Uh, ent, I think. Ent. Ent. Uh, I tell you what, an etymologist would know. Yeah. Or an entomologist. I imagine both of them, actually. <laughs> that would be the one area in which their, uh, their areas of expertise overlap, is knowing which word applies to their field. Yeah. Good on you guys. Village. Village beats, right? Yeah, well, I got traveling beatboxer in village times. Yeah, village times. You know, like <laughs> I like the color coordination threshold. I don't know how to turn that into a sketch, though. But, like, you know, there definitely are things that drop off. I'll put that as a demi as a demi idea. Demi, dear. Like, like uh, that'll be 1.5. Yep. The color... Oh, I put too many OUs in there. Uh, <laughs> the Kulu. The Kulaur. The cowl hour, um, the uh, the. Don't worry about it. No, Americans don't put any use in there. Oh man, they're free. The, do you mm. think they're like that in that way? Do you think they've done some things like that just to really, to to like, to, to brag about their freedom or to like you know like like that that th- that's part of their kind of being disconnected from England was to start spelling things th- their own way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a great way to establish your independence. Yeah, because you, um, you hear a lot of English people kind of go to uh, uh, to England. They talk about how they're just murdering the Queen's tongue there or whatever. <laughs> murdering the Queen's <laughs> tongue. Oh, mate, I was murdering the Queen's tongue. <laughs> I mean, like, but that's just a guy who's bragging about making out with the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking murdered a tongue. Like, he's a guy who, who doesn't... Who you know, he 
he's like you know he's he's saving himself for marriage right right but he still likes bragging about his sexual exploits which with is the queen well which yeah <laughs> which is making out and he was doing it with the queen this particular time but it was one of the many broads sorry because <laughs> he's from the 40s <laughs> Or 30s or something like that. He's a guy from Brooklyn, yeah. from the 30s, and he's, he's been murdering the Queen's tongue. He's been, I'll tell you, I've saved myself for marriage, but I've been murdering the Queen's tongue. I don't know why I'm speaking with a Australian accent, because I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> to be honest, there's a lot, of the, a lot that's confusing about this scenario. <laughs> but what a premise. <laughs> what a promising premise. I really feel I could be a premise dealer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want a premise? You want a good sketch premise? Yeah. I open up my coat and I just got racks and racks of premises. Also, <laughs> underneath my coat, I'm not wearing anything. That's a premise. That's a premise, That's a premise in itself. <laughs> Bloke opens his coat, nothing underneath. Hey, but how do you like that? Except the whole bunch of sketch premises. Uh, sketch premises. This is a very meta sketch. Those are extra. Every extra level. Cost you another five dollars. Uh, yeah, your comedy tears. We're talking about tears. If you joke your level one jokes, mm. uh, they're, they're a dollar. Yeah. Look, I can give you a very basic premise. It's a bit rough, but you, you, if you cut it with a few euphemisms, uh, it'll get you through. Yeah, you know, it could be like a look, something like we're talking like here, uh, you know, a pun. Maybe it's, it's a it's a one joke sketch that ends in a pun. You know, something about ending up in cans or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like Cairns the town yeah. and Cairns the SPC uh, factory. Yeah, well, there's actually there's a joke like that because our family, a family of tuna, we're, trying, we're, we're swimming up the east coast of Australia. They're heading to Sydney, but they ended up in Cairns. Oh, they went too far. Family, <laughs> <laughs> a family of tuna. Yeah, you know, the, the kids, the kids weren't old enough to go to school yet. See, there's a level one school of fish. Yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> You know, they still had you know, They were homeschooled. They were homeschooled. <laughs> so it was just a family. Schooled. Homeschooled. <laughs> you got schooled. <laughs> Is that when your mom when your, yeah. when your mom owns you? A break to head sick. <laughs> Is that is that a thing where uh, no, this is not related exactly, but but the idea that uh, I'm a slave owner that I <laughs> What? <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't like I don't have any slaves that belong to me. But I, I like, I, uh, I go up to slaves <laughs> and I, and I diss them, and really, like, and it's really poignant. <laughs> and I say, you got owned, not by me, but not by, uh, presumably yeah. by some kind of slave owner. Yeah, but also by me with my dissing. Mm. In a oh way, yeah. In a way, a slave owner in that regard, uh, spelt with a P. You know how they spell pwned? yeah, pwned. Yeah. That's great. That's 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 revolutionary. Yeah, I, that's incredible. Tr- like that's language. Like I think language is probably. Do you think is is language evolving exponentially as well? I don't know if do it's exponentially. Exponentially. Exponentially, but it's definitely. You see, if if the internet had made up with that, they would have spelled it exponentially, but that would have been exponentially. Yeah. Um. You know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but. Uh, the language is definitely moving fast. The fact that we can look at look at pwned with a with a p and a zero, mm. and and we can read owned. Yeah. <sighs> Hang on, where does the zero go? I think is it after the p? 
Or I is thought it, it was just PWND. Oh, maybe it is. PWND, yeah. Oh, man, that's even better. Mm. Yeah. Um, the fact that that's happening, I would hate to be learning English right now. <laughs> man, I would hate to be learning English right I mean, now. I would love it because it might get me out of this this poverty-stricken country that I'm le- I'm left in. <laughs> Australia? Yeah. No, I mean, like, you know, because I'm a person learning English. Oh, so, right. Unless you're a baby. But, you know, the baby, they'll, they'll be the fastest to pick it up. He's learning English. He's learning, <laughs> I've got him learning English. <laughs> um, oh my, my, no, my, my baby's doing English lessons. Yeah. That's <laughs> Is there something funny about somebody sending their baby to English lessons? Yeah, sitting there with a bunch of, like, uh, f- like you know, f- first-wave immigrants. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of, like, you know, there's some old Russian ladies. That, yeah. Like, you know... Uh, yeah. uh, look, I'm I'm putting that down. I've got him along to like a like an evening classes. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping him off at uh you know, it turns out that they're cheaper um than daycare. Yeah. So that would be incredible. Like yeah, oh you know, it's only like it's four hours a day for the other time. He kinda he has lunch and he kinda spends time in the common room. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, okay, good. I'm just picturing the baby sitting there. Like, is he in a high chair? Is he just on a chair? Is he lying I on the ta- he's desk? In, you know, he's in like you know the, one the of those bassinet. Co- one of those. Yeah, is it a bassinet that you carry around? Yeah, and yeah, 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 like that. And it's bassinet just... sounds a lot like a musical instrument. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because it's also got bass in it. Yeah, um, and in it. Yeah, in it. Yeah, in it. In it. Uh, I imagine he's in the bassinet. That is also easily convertible into a, a car seat. Yeah. And you just tape it in. Uh, tape it in. I mean. <laughs> tape it in. You know. Yeah, but car tape. You know? <laughs> car tape. Seat, seat belts. belts. a car tape. Yeah. Um, and he's just sitting on a desk. Yeah. And he's just sitting on the desk there. And then he's just there amongst f- first generation Does he have immigrants. a pile of books? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look, he's got maybe a book on the table with him, but maybe not. Maybe he's just in there, and it's just... It was just easier than, you know, spending all that time talking to him. I mean, this one, we want to let him to learn in a structured way. Yeah, this way he kind of just gets the basics, you know. We're we're sort of yeah. a bit too advanced, and we don't really know how to dumb it down. What were the, so I mean, you we're get both a baby that would be able to say things like, I am zero years old. Yeah. I have one brother. My name is... Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, this is my hamburger. What is your phone number? How much for this bag of pears? This is that is a pretty dress. <laughs> um, there's wait, I lost it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, if you just sent your baby to an adult education thing all day, like a community kind of mm-hmm. you know uh, education thing like that, it's an adult education. So he does he does that. He gets to do cooking lessons. Yeah. Uh, he could go, uh, you know, uh, maybe an auto mechanics course. Automotive <laughs> maintenance. Oh, he could do uh, like a like a computers one hundred and one. Yeah, because you know, like you need the basics at that time. He's he's a technological native, but um, you know, he hasn't had a chance yet. So he could u- learn how to use Excel and Word yeah. and Outlook. Outlook. Oh, yeah? I've got that on my LinkedIn profile. That you that I have skills in Outlook. I don't. You don't? I'm lying. I don't even have skills in Outlook. Andy, you're l- yeah, that's that's pretty horrible to do that. Yeah. You know, like I mean, it's look, the really important thing you just need to know is you need to know how to uh both attach something, 
but also embed an image into the body of the email. Is that a very different skill? Well, you know, it's two different processes. Mm. Sees. <laughs> is that a is that a Latin word? Process. Process. Don't so know. you, I would give it a a, a Latin conjugation. Mm. Okay? Latino. <laughs> Latino conjugation. Is that a Latino word? Oh, yeah. la- Latino is a fun word. I How mean, do Latinos pluralize things? Because uh, Latino is that that's uh, like I don't even know if that's a like that doesn't feel like it's it, it feels like it doesn't have negative connotations. No, it doesn't. Like, it, like even though it does seem to apply to like a huge broad group of people, right? Yeah. So like in that sense, you could think of it as being like calling someone Asian. Yeah, but it would be great if it was Asiano. Asiano. Yeah. Mm. Asiano. Yeah, well, if if the Latin maybe the Latino word for Asian is Asiano. Oh, that could be it, actually. Mm. Yeah, as- Asiatico. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Asiatic is that a word? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I don't know what it means. Can you can you refer to Asiatic people? I don't think Asiatic applies to Asia. Oh. I think there's like Asiatic. There's an Asiatic Sea, possibly, no. just like a region. Not surprised. Maybe a bit of ocean yeah. somewhere. Good, the Asiatic good sea. salt concentration. Really good. You know, like because really concentrated. Yeah, because I don't know much about seas, right? But I know that some of them have higher salt concentrations, like the Dead Sea. Is that the one where you float? You um, float more. <laughs> Did we have a sketch on a previous podcast about doing things at sea level, and A level, and B level, and C level, and D level? I'm not sure. Uh, that look, that could be a thing. But if we've already done it on a previous podcast, I feel like I'm remembering it. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it feels like it's something we could talk about. Do we put it as a demi sketch? Well, just put it as a like a uh, maybe a bit two, of a, a reminiscence. Two point two five. How about two point two five? Two point two five. It's a quarter sketch because it might be a reminiscence. Yeah. <laughs> um, quarter. Yeah. Remin- possible re- reminiscences are quarter sketches. Quarter sketches. Um, We're making up the rules as we go along, guys. We're like kids. Playing a, a ball game, making up the rules as you go along. My favourite rule is uh, of, of ball games when you were a kid was, it's my ball, so I have to play. I get <laughs> to play. Uh, which would be great if that also applied at uh, Olympic level yeah. sport, at the uh, FIFA World Cup. Whoever brought the soccer ball got to play. <laughs> Yeah, well, I feel like in a way that's kind that's of what FIFA does. Like they, 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 it's our ball, so we get to make all the decisions. Actually, there's a thing that whoever's hosting the World Cup automatically gets a place in the World Cup. Yeah. So it is pretty much <laughs> the same rule. It's good to see that the, that still applies at the highest level. It's our stadium, yeah. so we get to play. Does that happen as well, like with the Olympics, where you get like a few more positions? I'm sure you would, yeah, definitely. Because I think that's why we kind of did so well at the Sydney yeah, Olympics. Yeah, because we were—it was our Olympics. We were all over that. Yeah, it's like, well, if you don't allow us to do it, I'm gonna take my city and go home. <laughs> go home. Yeah. I'm gonna take all this water from yeah. the Olympic swimming pool. Um. Olympic-sized swimming pool, just Olympic-sized in general, that's a fun prefix to add to things. Yeah. I feel like that could be the new industrial quantities. Yeah, okay, olympic Because industrial size. quantities, I feel like, is a bit overused, yeah. but Olympic-sized, I reckon I'm tipping, oh, especially because there's... Are we in an Olympic year, Alistair? Y- well, we're, we're in, in a, a winter Olympic winter year. Winter Olympic year, <laughs> so I think that's a leapy... That's a sort of that is a winter Olympic-sized... Uh, 
Uh, bag of corn. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, look, all I've got so far in my head is Olympic quantity of strapping tape that you're wearing there. Yeah, it's a bit too literal. Yeah? What yeah. about what about you could say that for uh, like a person who's using that kind of tape that holds your boobs in? Oh, in yeah, dress? yeah, yeah, yeah. Boob I am tape. wearing an Olympic qual- quantity of strapping tape yeah, to, no. to hold these uh, uh, memory glands within this piece of uh, fine high couture. <laughs> I feel like that's a sentence, possibly slightly more elegantly expressed, but that would slot perfectly well into the latest Bridget Jones's diary. Uh, do you think we should call them? <laughs> Are you taking submissions? <laughs> of, of sentence submissions? I've written a sentence for your latest book. Well, I wonder if writers get that, because you know comedians go, well, I've got a joke for you. Yeah. <laughs> here's a sentence for you. <laughs> oh, here's a great sentence. You can use that. And it's like, that's Tolstoy. You can use that. <laughs> that's Tolstoy. You're a writer. Tell us a novel then. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I Tell don't... us a heartbreaking story of loss and redemption <laughs> then. Oh, you're a memoirist. Recount your childhood to me. (laughs) You're a biographer. Tell me about someone's life in full. Oh, you're a biographer. Follow me around for 10 years. (laughs) Oh, you're a biographer. Um, Recount your unprecedented access to the members of the family of a recently deceased famous person. Oh, you're a microwave manual writer. Explain to me in detail how you set the timer. On a Philips 2000 yeah. watt convection microwave. Uh, the trouble with that is that I feel like that's a kind of that's a thing that a lot of comedians do as a bit. But you know, yeah, they, yeah, they, I the, the tell us a joke thing. Yeah, yeah. So I don't feel like we can write it down as a sketch. I mean, look, I think it would be an original sketch. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I haven't seen it done as a sketch. As a sketch, but I feel like it would be a hacky stand-up premise. Yeah. What we're coming up with here, well, this is cross-platform. Cross-platform. Right? We're taking things from the stand-up. This is like you know people who, who it's like adapting a book for the screen. It's like how uh, Chuck Berry, when mm. he played the guitar, was trying to replicate how some other bloke played the piano. Oh, yeah. Berry. Berry. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Oh. Fruit thrower. Yeah, Chuck or, Berry. Noted fruit thrower. Noted noted small fruit vomiter. Berry Chuck. That would be Berry Chuck. <laughs> Berry Chucker. Berry Chucker. Um, Chucker Berry. Ch- Chucker Khan. There you go. Um, <laughs> That's somebody who throws um, uh, an Indian person from the Khan clan. But adapting a book for the screen... Sorry, Alistair, I'm just completely ignoring you. I think that's completely fine. Adapting a book for for the screen, Yeah. right? What can we adapt a thing for the thing? You see what I'm doing there? Well, at the the first thing that came into my mind was was actually changing a physical book so that it would look good on, on on a TV screen. Right. So you're adapting it so that, like, you know, you sort of make it bigger... Uh, maybe you 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 set it up into a room where there's nice cameras that and lighting, like, yeah, lighting that sort of slide along the words. Mm. Um, adapting the book for the screen, but now that we read our books on Kindles, yeah. I mean, really adapting a book for the screen. 
uh, if you're talking about a liquid ink screen, then all you got to do is PDF that shit. Yeah, all you got to do is put it into the pu dot pub f- format. Format, and mm. uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe put a little uh, um, uh, uh, what's that called? Um, that like you know copy protection on it ah digital rights management yeah digital rights management uh, dot thing. drm um yeah so like adapting a book for the fridge adapting a cat for the street so adapting a, a wolf for space adapting i don't like this idea yeah. okay can we Back talk about something else? else? Look, hey, look at this. We're in an empty room. How great Whoa. is that? Empty room. Anything so can happen much in here. Pretend- well, <laughs> it's a room. Well, it's a room. Yeah. So, but, I mean, there are limits. Well, how do you know? How well, do you know it's not a limitless room? Well, it wouldn't be a room, Alistair. Well, isn't the universe really just a room? No. Why? Well, because a room has to have walls. Does it? Has to have Andy? limits. Andy, I think are that's you probably an the definition of a room. I know, but, but doesn't the universe have limits? No. Yes, it does. Such as? Uh, those end of the universe. Uh, but where is that? Uh, it's at the end. <laughs> it's at the beginning. <gasps> Would you call the end of the universe, like, you know, the edges of the universe, the beginning of the universe? But does the universe have edges, Alistair, when there's no way you could ever reach them? Uh, you know, for something to be a boundary, does it also have to be accessible? You know, do you have to be able to reach that boundary in order for it to be a boundary? Okay. So let's say you're in a prison cell in mm-hmm. the middle of a room. Right. Right? Okay. So the cell is in a room? The cell is so inside a room. A room. Okay. So let's say yeah. it's, it's, it's a big, you're like in a big sort of uh, school hall. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the school hall is uh, a, just a, a prison cage. Yep. Okay. Right? And you're in there. Yep. Right? You're trapped in there. Okay. You can't reach the walls. You can't reach the walls. But they're there. But they're there. They're there. Uh, yeah, Alistair, really good, really powerful argument. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, but you can still observe the walls. That's you true. You can still determine their existence. How do they detect the edge of the universe? I think they, they must calculate the age of the universe and then the speed of light and then maybe say, okay, well, then this is the furthest distance that light could have traveled since the beginning but of the universe they keep, therefore they, they keep giving us updates and they go it's speeding up it's slowing <laughs> down <laughs> you know there's yeah. like there's there's somebody checking out the speedometer mm. of the universe uh, expansion yeah you know because you know do you know how how fast you're expanding uh, mate no can you tell me no how fast you're expanding was that somebody asking the universe yeah that's a policeman who's pulled over the, the, the universe, universe and is asking it what the Hubble constant is. Because <laughs> I've just done some quick calculations here on the Mir, uh, on the Hubble Space Telescope and it looks to me as if you were uh, expanding faster than the speed of light. You know that's a limit. You know that's, a, you know that's, that's a something of a limit in this universe. Pull over! <laughs> Pull over! That's the... Uh, Multiversal police unit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. asking the universe. Do you think that's a that's a half sketch idea? No, no? stop. We've got to stop coming up with half sketch ideas. Here's the thing Andy, that I was thinking the other day. Limits on us. Yes, we've got a half. 
Andy, we're revolutionizing the sketch list at the moment. Yeah, yeah. You know? We're breaking it down. Like, we're, we're finding smaller... And, like, people thought that the smallest possible unit of a sketch was one sketch. Yeah. But then we found that within that sketch, there are actually smaller subdivisions to half a sketch and even 0.25 of a sketch. Some oh. people are starting to wonder... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If the sketch, you could just keep dividing it down and down and down forever. Is there such a thing as the fundamental unit of humour? I think so. Yeah, probably. It's that thing where you uh, you look at that that picture that like of the the vase mm-hmm. that also then can look at like two faces, and that you laugh at that, do you? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, but I think it's that flip. Yeah, yeah, that two things, that two things at once, right? Yeah. It's my theory of comedy. Two things at once. Yeah, one thing calls the other thing into question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. I've just solved it. Um, I think we should refer to police uniforms as police costumes. Go. Uh, Okay. Uh, Police uniforms are police costumes. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Oh, I saw police in his costume the other day. See, I think that would solve a lot of our problems with authority. If we... uh, or create more problems with authority. But so it would sol- probably solve our problem with problems with authority. So a lot of people seem to have a problem with people having a problem with authority. And I think we could solve that if we stop referring to uh, uniforms as uniforms and start to refer them to them as costumes. I need that clarified for me. Why, why would that solve the problems with problems? Uh, it, it wouldn't. I was hoping that you wouldn't cla- request clarification. Oh, because I really wanted that to make sense oh, in my okay, mind. Okay, let's see if it does. Um, because, okay, people who have a problem with authority, yeah. right, are like, hey, man, just because you're wearing the police uniform, okay, mm. and I'm not, doesn't mean you get to tell me what to do, right? Yeah. Now, if instead of using the word uniform, we use the word costume, then we'd be like, hey, man, you're just wearing a police costume. And the policeman would have to be, yes, I am just wearing a police costume. In yeah. that sense, I am just dressed up as a policeman playing the role of a policeman that society has cast me in, in the great play that is life. Yeah. Okay? And then the people who observe the people having the problem with authority would say, they're absolutely right. Because of the conventions of language, the use of the word costume justifies their assertion that we are all the same and yet... Uh, the the casting yeah. director of life has yeah. given us different roles to play. Did I satisfy your, your Andy, need for that to make sense? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. The only part that, that I think fails in that yep. is that the people who have a problem with people who have a problem with authority are probably these kind of like constantly bitter, <laughs> incurable, <laughs> yeah. no matter what's going on, they've just yeah. got a problem with, with what's happening in the world. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. who keep talking about like the world's just going to shit. Yeah. Oh, the world's going to shit. Yeah, but they're never talking about the fact that uh, not all sea life will be extinct by 2050. Oh. They're only talking about the fact that young kids are doing more spray painting on skate parks. Yeah. <laughs> most, most of the problems... 
with like with with people like that it just comes down to the fact that what they think they observe uh is more correct than actual what data represent like what the data that's been collected yeah. says yeah so if you show people oh look see how crime's been going down for the last 25 yeah. years it's like they go yeah but i've been hearing about this and i've been yeah. hearing about this and i saw this and i saw this so that was the thing that like there was this um incident uh a couple of months ago an arctic icebreaker got stuck in ice right on its way to antarctica yeah so an antarctic icebreaker perhaps would be a better word to well, refer it to might it have been an arctic icebreaker could have could have uh, been lost it, was, it, it would have been migrating and it was bringing penguins back from the <laughs> it's a good callback to, uh yeah. um it, it got stuck in some ice right it was on its way to measure sea ice melting yeah in the arctic so there were all these articles saying oh their faces must be pretty red so much for global warming they've been stuck in ice well anyway look it turns yeah. out that the actual rapid expansion of the ice at certain times, sea ice at certain times of the year, was exactly what they were expecting to see as a result of global warming, and that is what they were there to measure, right? Yeah, but yeah. people took instantly on that face value, oh, look, here is some ice, therefore so there must be no global warming. And this was such a simple thing that I wanted to do, and I just didn't do it, but like I wanted to take a photograph of like a cup of Coca-Cola yeah. with some ice cubes in it and be like, huh, also found some ice in my Coca-Cola. So much for global warming. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. How can global warming be real when I have here uh, some ice in my fridge? There's ice everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but I'm quite interested in that, that like, like, uh. That's what it feels like. It feel uh, like when then we you got the you got the goddamn right side. Oh, look, is it is it wrong to break up the world into right and left? It feels it like that's incorrect. becoming more redundant, and it's m- more just a question of people who believe data and people who don't. I think. Yeah, and who believe uh, in just what they see with their eyes, guys. We just don't know anything. Could there be a bit in there about about how we don't know anything? Well, I think I think we have the uh, inability. But I think we do know things. No, but I mean, you can't trust what you perceive a lot of the time, right? Because th- there's there's inherent uh, like biases, bias, and and things that are wrong in there because you're not getting a full picture. You're you're yeah, but you're you're you know you're remembering certain things and mm-hmm. forgetting other things and mm-hmm. you know you're remembering the hiss- hits and forgetting the misses yeah. and <laughs> forgot me misses <laughs> um, but i remembered the hits yeah uh, uh d- <laughs> huey lewis and the news uh, yeah uh great balls of fire <laughs> um louay louay yeah uh, <laughs> great uh, anyway <laughs> um yeah and all that kind of stuff so so then then it it, it makes you it makes you wrong. Yeah, we're right. essentially wrong machines. Wrong and unless, machines. Unless unless we stick to certain processes, which is what the science thing is, um, it's a process of of el- trying to eliminate our yeah. biases because yeah. we we constantly think of things that are wrong. Yeah. All right. And um, yeah, I don't know how to turn that into a sketch. Right, let's think about this. Uh, okay. So we're applying. Science is a battle between applying science and applying our sort of innate biases and instincts and yeah. our gut reactions to things. Yeah, mm. it's like well, it's it's a difficult thing because you you have to, in order to be able to, like it, it's like you, you can never 
you can never be right. Well, you can be right, but it's an accident. Like right. off of your own perception. Yeah. Right. But you you have to sort of every time you see something that you go, oh, that's like that. You have to kind of go to yourself. Oh yeah, but I can't. That can't also that conclusion that my brain automatically goes to can't be correct just based off of that observation. Right. Ugh, this is too complicated. It's way too complicated to turn that directly into a sketch. I think what's much more likely to happen is that we will come up with a sketch and then later on we'll be like, oh, that's like that. And, you know, again, we'll just be, uh, by chance, happen to happen upon something. Yeah. Mm. And plus, maybe I'm I'm saying it in a way that's too broad, like that makes it sound like I'm saying, like, if you see a car accident, then you didn't necessarily see a car accident until the scientific data comes out. Yeah. That doesn't quite mean. Maybe it wasn't an accident, though. So oh, you don't yeah. know. And somebody who might have been a deliberate hit and run. Can we do a sketch where Charles Darwin is yeah. traveling the world on the Beagle, right? And is observing species. Is that the name species. of his sheep? A ship. His sheep. His sheep was the Beagle. <laughs> he was terrible at animals. <laughs> <laughs> Just no idea. <laughs> I wonder he came up with such a. Oh, animals are constantly changing. <laughs> This sheep <laughs> used to be a beagle. <laughs> That's why I called him by the name of his species. Um, but I'd like to have Charles Darwin, like, just just completely misplay that moment where he comes up with a theory of evolution. So, like, he's looking at animals that are slightly different on different islands in the Galapagos, yeah. right? And he looks at the finch that's over here and the finch that's over there and he sits down and he thinks and he thinks and he thinks and he's like, I have come to the conclusion that... And then whatever the conclusion is, is really, really wrong. <laughs> and so, then insert funny thing here. Okay, but like, what, what kind of thing are we talking Just about here? Just like that, that some finches... Uh... <laughs> I feel like there's something there. I don't want to say, like, buy bigger beaks from the shops. That's not what I want to say, Alistair, but yeah. that's the only thing that I can think of at the moment. Okay, but so like, you're, you're kind of giving it as a, an example of this thing from before, like that, that that he's made some observation. I wasn't, actually. That was unrelated, but, yeah, it could it could, it could be connected to that. Um, I was just like, it would be funny to portray this incredible moment where somebody had an amazing insight yeah. and then just... Imagine what it would be like if they were a complete idiot and drew completely the wrong conclusion. Well, like, well, like we could call him like stereotyping Darwin. Yeah, and and then he looks at things and he goes, "Finches always shit on apples." <laughs> <laughs> what? He's just like he look, he's like he's got a he's got a finch in his ca- in a yeah. cage. Yeah, and for some reason there's an apple in the cage, <laughs> and then the, the the finch shits on the apple. He goes, "Finches are apple shitters." <laughs> And he just like that's you know that's, he had to build his way up until yeah there was like scientific verify like that that his strike rate was really really awful. low <laughs> but but luckily the process was there to sort of fix him up a little bit yeah like he, right okay he kept going like like you know after twenty years he was like I just haven't been able to reproduce that that <laughs> finch shitting on an apple thing <laughs> I mean even though it's so close to my heart maybe I should let go of that. <laughs> I am starting to fear that I may have been wrong with my yeah. first theory <laughs> that fitches are apple shitters. <laughs> are definitely apple shitters. My life's work. <laughs> I don't know why we've got him as a southerner. Yeah, well, I don't know either. <laughs> well, fitches are apple shitters. Shitters. <laughs> now, uh, I'll just... So this, 
Oh, well, maybe this apple shit and finch thing <laughs> isn't going to work for me, but I, I do have this evolution side project that seems to be taken off, so maybe I'll try that. Like, as he's just made, like, you know, hundreds, he's like, he was just, he was just sort of like taking a sort of a, you know, a, like a, like a shotgun approach to yeah, observations. To theories. Yeah, to theories. So, and then like, you know. Everything what, he saw, he came up with a theory. Yeah. And, and, and sort of one of them went viral, which was the <laughs> evolution one. It's like, he's just writing paper after paper after paper of all these observations. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, they're just wading through but all this. But this is almost like an evolutionary approach to Darwinism, right? So Darwin had all these theories yeah. and all of them died off except for one, which was the theory of evolution, which survived, right? That's, that's so they're good. like, these, the, these are the, the, the survival of the fittest theory of evolution. So all Darwin's theories of evolution that didn't make it, right? Yeah. Andy, what we've just, what we've just made a sketch about is memetics. <sighs> yes. Dun, dun, dun. Um, evolutionary Darwinism. Right. I'll write stereo because the stereotyping uh, Darwin, I feel, is a sentence that kind of makes it makes it sound like it's comedy at least. But I don't, I don't quite understand how it was stereotyping him. No, he's he's a stereotyping Darwin. Darwin is a stereotyper. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe I didn't explain that there was a dash in between stereotyping and Darwin. Mm. Would a dash have helped you? A dash would have helped me. Okay. Uh, Finches. I could have used a dash. Man, I could go a dash around about now. now. Um, or apple shitters. Yeah, finches. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be the one that we go with. That's fine, Andy. But I like the idea that he's got all these different theories. Yeah, but like, it could just be one that you fly past. You know, because look, if you're a scientist, and especially one that works with animals, you're going to have to be dealing with, like, theories that involve shitting. And I know it doesn't make... You know, amazing comedy, okay? But it's reality, Andy. It's reality. And people are going to, in the same way that they look at Bill Hicks's stuff and they go, oh my God, it's so true. They're going to say that about the apple shooting <laughs> fish. <laughs> oh my God, it's so true. People talk about, have you ever heard this, like, Jesus never goes to the toilet in the Bible? Have you heard that? Like, Jesus never does a shit in the Bible or something? I feel like I've maybe said it before. You might have said it. I feel like other people have said it. I feel yeah. like this is a thing that people complain about. People don't do shit in any literature, right? Like, that's a really, like, I, like there are a lot of arguments against the Bible being a work of, you know, true history. But the fact that Jesus doesn't shit in it is not one of them. <laughs> like, I, I, I reckon you could go through um, Gibbon's The Rise and the Fall of the Roman Empire. I reckon nobody shits in that. People just don't think about writing it down. <laughs> it's kind of a constant of existence. Yeah. I don't think we need to be reminded. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, maybe people will write about shitting if, if, there's, if there's something abnormal about the shitting. About the shitting. You know, same thing like people don't write about breathing unless something's abnormal yeah. about it. No one ever writes about Jesus breathing. Yeah. So maybe... Maybe about Jesus renewing his library card. Maybe that that just that that tells me that the way that that Jesus just shat on a very regular kind of normal way. Real, exactly, just like a man. That he didn't feel the need to explain it to any of his, his disciples, disciples because nothing really amazing happened. Take and this, take this <laughs> bread 
It is my body. Take this wine. It is my blood. Take this bounty. It is my shit. Because I do shit because I'm a man. But I'm also and a god, also, which is why it's chocolate. Also, I would say that maybe... Jesus, Jesus what is that bounty? <laughs> like, uh, take this wine. It is my blood. Take this uh, bread. It is my body. What are those... What are those bounties we've been eating, Jesus? What's that big bowl of, uh, of of Snickers bars? Picnics. What's that? What what were they? Oh, nothing. What were they, Jesus? What Jesus. were they? What were the Snickers bars? Oh, uh, dessert. Just, just just Snickers bars, Jesus. 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 Were you making us eat your shit? <laughs> <laughs> um, just is to... there is that a sketch? I know it's kind of gross and this silly. Is, yeah, this is my body. And there are some bounties. <laughs> Here are some bounties. Some what are the bars. what are the pic- picnic <laughs> bars? <laughs> They're the best one. Yeah. What are these okay, picnic yeah, bars? I'm write that down. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> here is bread. Uh, those are um. <laughs> my body. <sighs> Guys, I hope. Uh, Hope you're proud of yourselves. Yeah. For listening to that. The last two sketches have had poop in them. Poop. <laughs> um, yeah. And here is a bowl of picnic bars. I think treading on dog shit is yeah. probably the worst thing that ever happens to me. Really? Yeah. Like, it doesn't happen very often. I feel- but when it does, you I feel, feel like, like saying that is offensive to the bad things that have happened in your life. But like, okay, but but a lot of bad things happen, Alistair, but they don't necessarily happen to me. Yeah. Okay? Like treading in dog shit, that definitely happens to me. That is yeah. my own personal suffering. There are bad things that happen and that make me feel bad, but in terms of things that, like, happen at me. Yeah. Look, Andy, I feel like there's some bad things that have happened at you that you're just... On me? You're just <laughs> on you, at you, oh. that, that, that you're just forgetting about. You're right, when, Alistair. When you're it's almost t- like I was just trying to make a joke. <laughs> it's almost as if I was just trying to be funny and I was deliberately overlooking actual bad things that happened to me. But, I mean, maybe you're right, Alistair. You really made me reconsider... That statement that I just said with your relentless analysis. Andy? Yes? Are we having a fight right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, this is way worse than, than slipping in some dog shit and landing face first in it. Do you think that's ever happened like once in the history of oh, the world? Oh, definitely. Someone has, has, has slipped on some dog shit. Somehow, like, you know, their feet have left the ground. Mm. Their body has sort of twirled. Towards the ground, sort of like a cat ready yeah. to land. Yeah. And then yeah. they've landed face for first in it, and they've got a bit in their mouth. Yes. I, I think it's probably it's probably quite hard to fall. Because, okay, say you stand in the dog shit. Say you're running along, right? You yeah, stand in I'm the dog running. shit. Your fit, feet slip out from under you, okay? Mm-hmm. Say your feet slip backwards, because they're going to need to slip backwards for you to fall fo- face forward, right? Yeah, so your feet go out behind you. Forward. Your feet go forward, but then how do you, how does your face go down? How do you go face first? You also twist. twist. Okay. But even, even if that happens, right, Mm. when you pivot like that, you're going to pivot around your center of gravity, 
Yeah. Okay. And your center of gravity will be about at your waist, maybe just slightly above your waist, okay. which means that your waist or slightly, or your, maybe your sort of your middle of your torso, that's going to be the bit that falls straight down onto the dog shit. Your face isn't going to. I think unless it's one of those dog shits where the dog is walking and shitting, yeah, like they're being pulled along that, by their owner. Is that, yeah. It could be it could be a uh, a, a very sort of uh, heavy like a, a lawn that gets a lot of sort of shit precipitation. <laughs> really dense. Um, or also we also we got to not put the the word shit in the title of this podcast because that one that we did put poop or something like that. Or yeah, poo, poo in the shorts. It's the one that gets the least. Nobody list, nobody downloaded that. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, I'm talking the guy is sprinting. Yeah. Right? And he saw the dog shit, and he mm. tried to stop, but he he fell over. He no, no, no yeah, he but he s- stopped with his foot in it, slipped. So his legs kind of went out like a like <gasps> right, a, like he's a baseball still got forward player. momentum. Yeah, okay, carrying him forward as he's running. Yes, good. Like center of gravity still pivots around sliding, a, sliding for moves. a base. Yep, right. And then still but, the twist. But then also his foot kind of like s- slides in the thing as well, turning. Yep, slightly to the side, rotating his hip, making having two centers of gravity because mm. he's got the he's got the rotation. Okay, rotational. Yep. Yeah, he's got the sort of the torsional going around mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. and so then his face just comes down. His hands go down to his sides, mm-hmm. but his face still kind of just hits the <laughs> hits the shit. <laughs> anyway, it could it's be done. It's definitely possible. Yeah, it's definitely oh, guys, th- in theory. I don't possible. even think we need to take it to MythBusters. <laughs> MythBusters, we've got a sentence for you. <laughs> No, they must have so many myths sent to them that are shit. Yeah, or, or like, that involves poop. No, but I mean like that are just awful myths. Bad myths. Yeah. Yeah. They go oh, waiting through those and pe- myths, like, and also that people don't really get what myths are when they're sending it to mm. them. They go like, two in the My bird, one in the bush." <laughs> <laughs> That's a proverb. Yeah. <laughs> proverb busters. This is funny. A proverb buster. Yeah. A two in the a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. A guy's like. Yeah, no, true. <laughs> yeah, this bird in my hand is definitely better for me. Like, like a guy gets a bird in his hand. Yeah. Another guy gets uh, two birds in a bush. Yeah. And then they come back to them in a year and see who's doing better. Yeah. See, see who's <laughs> the guy who's got a bird in his hand. It's been probably really difficult for him to get through his life. Get, you know, yeah. because he's got a bird in his hand. Yeah. Oh, there's a phone. Phone's ring. ringing. Do you think we should pause? Um, I don't know if we're going to get to it in time. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. <sighs> I'll just, you know but can we write this down? I think this is yeah, a thing. Yeah, Proverb because, busters. Yeah, because I think also then the guys, the two guys that are um, that are uh, been spent their life mm. and spent a year after getting the either the yeah. two birds in the bush or the thing, um, they can just tell a story. Yeah. And so like one of them talks about you know his life with the bird or whatever yeah. what he's done or whether he ate the bird or something. The other one's just like. Yeah, after I got the birds in the bush, they kind of just flew away. <laughs> and then I got a job at uh, w- working as a kind of like a mail assistant in yeah. an office. Yeah. But then... Because uh, the, uh, the previous mail assistant, apparently he'd had a bird in his hand. Yeah. And... <laughs> and well, he, he quit. He was and it, on it, the it bigger, better shitting things. on apples. And shitting on finches. <laughs> finches apples. Sorry. He's got an apple that shat on a finch. <laughs> I got apples keep dropping apple seeds on the finches. It's funny that... Newton saw an apple fall and came up with the theory of gravity. And we've got... And then Darwin... <laughs> saw a finch shit on it. And he didn't come up with anything. He came up with a really bad theory. 
really so bad. Things day. dropping is not necessarily a, a good basis for mm. a, a, a theory. <laughs> things falling on things. Um, oh yeah, so proverb. Proverb busters. busters. Solid. Yeah. Solid sketch. Uh, solid sketch. Right. Wait, I don't need to write solid sketch, but I'll write it down. Oh, uh, thanks, mate. Bird in bush. Bird in bush. What are some other ones? Uh, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Yeah, it's a bit too bird related. Well, it's fine. Um, cat got your tongue. No, no but the, like, but it is fun. The idea that uh, you get two guys: one who counted his chickens before they hatch, <laughs> and the other one who didn't. The near... <laughs> well, I think the thing would be, if you try and count your chickens before you hatch, you don't actually have any chickens. Yeah. Zero. I've got zero chickens. <laughs> I've just got a, a bunch of eggs. And then they hatch, and it's like, oh, six. I was wrong. And they hatch, but then he's already he's already made his decision. Yeah. So he goes, ah, oh, well, suppose I better go into another business. <laughs> and he starts selling grain. Which, cool. he would have, which he was going to s- feed to the chicken. You want to take us through the sketches we've done today, Alistair? Yes, I do. Okay, number one, we got Traveling Beatboxer in Village Times. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, this is, you know, it's like a, a lot of brown, uh, people dressed in brown. <laughs> brown and grey. We've come you know, up with the colour scheme ca- for that sketch. Carrying, uh, you know, grain and, and threshed wheat. Yep. Things like that. And, uh, and then Timberland comes to town and he, and he just gives them new beats and they're all really excited about mm-hmm. it. We thought that would get a m- million views. Um, one point, the sketch 1.5 is a demi sketch. Uh, it's the color coordination threshold. This is the people who are poor. Uh, not only do they only get colors like brown and gray, um, but they also don't go well together. And <laughs> so it's once you get above that and you get into better colors that they can start matching. Yeah. Um, number two is sending your baby to English lessons with immigrants and old v- Russian <laughs> ladies. Good. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, a quarter sketch here, which is, a Doing it at C level, but also at A level, B level, and D level. Yep. Because <laughs> we thought that was maybe a reminiscence rather than a sketch. Yep. We got stereotyping uh, Darwin. I wrote Darwing. With a G? Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Darwing. Darwing. But don't don't take that into account. That's not part of the sketch. Uh, stereotyping. So it's it's that Darwin would just, every observation he made, he'd write a paper mm. and... And he, and then one of them was finches or apple shitters because he saw that. So he would just stereotype everything. He'd make broad generalizations, hoping <sighs> that that some of them, some of them would stick. Because you know he would, and he would send them all to to sci- a new scientist. <laughs> and then some some poor guy in administration would just have to, you know, the, the editor or whatever would have to yeah. just read through all these things. Darwin was so prolific, and then eventually just one of them took off, um, and he thought he'd expand on it. You know? Yeah. Great. Uh, then we got Jesus. Uh, here is bread. This is my body. Here is wine. This is my blood. And here's a bowl of picnic bar. <laughs> <laughs> One of the chocolates, Jesus. Yeah. Yep. And then we got prov- proverb busters. Uh, that's a solid sketch. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> got one guy who's uh, gets a bird. In in the hand, and the other one gets two in the bush, and then we see how they're doing a year later. I think the guy with the bird in his hand, the bird's probably dead at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it died. And, I, and, and my hand's really infected because <laughs> it, was, it was biting it and things. <laughs> <laughs> just just <laughs> having carrying around this dead bird. Uh, got into the wound. 
I've got avian bird flu. Yeah. So I really want having a bird in the hand. It's actually not that good. Mm-hmm. So thank dunst, you for dunst, listening to the dunst, podcast that we made. Dunst, it was really dunst, nice to have you dunst, listening dunst, while dunst, we dunst, played dunst, along dunst, with dunst, thoughts dunst, and names and dum 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 bo ba bum ba bo. goo. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.